and welcome to Just Bleed Radio. This is our Halloween edition, uh, so I'm not going to give it a number because it's very likely it's going to be a horror show. And tonight, as usual, I have our editor, Super Dave Fairtex, and Austin, of course, or no special as he's known around these internet parts. Tonight we'll be discussing a little on the boxing, uh, although none of us are great boxing fans, but uh, we'll have to talk about Francis and Fury. Uh, and I dare say we'll find some other topics to talk about. We might venture into doing a Frank and Viter a little later, uh, but I'll leave, we'll leave uh, the topics open. So let's get on with the first fight, shall we? Uh, what did you think about the boxing fight, Austin? Uh, Francis' performance overall and Fury's performance for that matter? Uh, well, to start, there was a lot of discussion about whether or not Ngannou was even going to be able to um, be competitive, right? Because we had not seen him just purely balk at all. And... Yeah. yeah, sorry. <laughs> did... Sorry, just jump quick there. I, I actually said before the fight, I'm not sure Francis will even be able to keep his arms up for 10 rounds. He's just not yeah. used to doing that, generally speaking. So, yeah, sorry. Carry on, Austin. No, no you're good. You're good. I was just, yeah, because considering it's like it, it's all, it's a, com- it's a completely different environment that you have to compete in. And on top of it, different rule sets, you know, blah, 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 blah. But the, the concept was, can he be competitive against one of the best boxers currently? Not just from a different generation as Gregor did. And, I mean, credit to credit where it's due. It's like, you know, Floyd happened to give McGregor something to work with in the first four rounds, and McGregor kind of played ball a little bit, trying to make it seem like he was in the fight. Whereas Ngannou didn't get that luxury. He was fighting a younger fighter, which was not the case with McGregor and Mayweather. Tyson Fury is relatively a young heavyweight and a relatively heavy heavyweight. Like he's not known for sitting out like for injuries I- issues. He's more willing to sit out because he's just not interested or he's not entertained or he has, um, you know, for, for other reasons other than just, you know, having injuries usually. Um, rarely is he coming off of an injury. Whereas Nganu literally had both of his legs, you know, torn to shreds as far as tendons are concerned. Then you had the long, you know, layoff come into this fight. The whole situation with the PFL where he signed but there's no guarantee of what's going to happen apparently now bellator is going to be involved with their roster after the acquisition um he has a future after this as far as mma is concerned but this whole boxing endeavor was just we had no idea what to expect matter of fact a lot of the talk was centered around Nganu just trying not to be embarrassed and i i'll tell you right now i was thoroughly impressed not because of the knockdown but just the fact that he he maintained his composure. He didn't get overwhelmed. I don't know if that's just because Tyson underestimated him or if it was just because Tyson Fury like, was pretty much going in there just to kind of have a sparring session with the world lineal heavyweight champion in MMA. I, I don't think he took this fight as seriously as he should have. And sure enough, we're, we're dealing with a situation where Nganu looked impressive. And I was... I was blown away by that. Yeah, and Dave, what do you reckon? Um, I thought it was a uh, hell of a fight, actually. A lot of people talked about it being like such a knockdown and it not being that exciting, but 
overall, I enjoyed it a lot. Just watching uh, Francis perform. Um, I'll have to admit, I was dead wrong. Like, I didn't think Francis got a chance whatsoever. I thought Fury might carry him and then stop him. I actually placed a bet that uh, Fury would win by finish. Um, so it's always fun to kind of expect something and then have the complete opposite happen and watch it play out in front of your eyes. So that was kind of cool. Um, watching Francis, like, I didn't expect him to fight Switch at all, and he kind of went to Southpaw a few times, and I think Fury wasn't prepared for that. Yeah, can and, I uh, jump in there, uh, Dave? I was just watching the interview with Eric Nixick, and that was apparently something they'd uh, trained specifically to do, to constantly, to quite often change stance uh, against Fury, to, to give him different looks. So, sorry, Dave, carry on. Yeah, I, th- I think he had some su- success out of it. And, like, sometimes Fury tried changing stance and uh, fighting Southpaw with him, and that didn't really work out, and he'd go back. And So that was just kind of interesting to see. Uh, you know, he looked pretty good. Um, yeah, he, he, I blew don't think... my, he blew my expectations. I really didn't think he'd get past probably the maybe the sixth round of Fury would put him away. Yeah, I mean... I didn't really know what to expect, but I expected it to be ugly. And, uh, you know, I couldn't be, I was dead wrong. So, uh, yeah. It was fun to see. Um, uh, you know, worry. I thought. Yeah, don't worry, you and 95% of the rest of the martial arts world as well. Yeah. <laughs> so true. Yeah, I actually think Fury did kind of bring a decent fight, but like other people said, he couldn't really muscle Francis around that much in the clinch. And, no. uh, uh, was I, I was just watching something, uh, one of the hard to hurt videos with uh, Icy Mike. I don't know if you, either of you two watch him. Uh, and he was talking about Francis fighting inside there, you know, you, you getting the tie plumb a couple of times. Uh, I can't remember the other terms that he was. But yeah, basically doing a very, very good job of that inside close fighting. You know, what a shock. A mixed martial art fighter is quite good at wrestling. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you'd be surprised, right? <laughs> Yeah, that kind of reminds me, uh, Francis did have some nice dirty boxing and like some really nice uppercuts from the clinch position. I mean, I know boxers do that, but it kind of reminded me of more a uh, MMA style, the way he was using it and having some success. So that was pretty cool to see. Uh, Fury had a nice elbow as well, didn't it? Yeah, he did. Uh, I mean, like at first it kind of looked like a short hook, but I thought he threw an elbow. And then when they put... Like, show the replay. It actually did look like an elbow. Like, I think it's kind of dirty a little bit. Like, he kind of charged forward with his head a lot when they were fighting opposite stances. Like, uh, I think he likes the head classes. I mean, I think he's just an old crafty, or he's not old, but a, a crafty boxer who, you know, he's a gypsy. So, no, yeah, I, sure. I want to, I would say it's more like his height situation where his, uh, you know, he's leaning in to grab the clinch and your head has to, happens to be uh, in wrestling. They teach you to use head position. I don't think it was so much that he was trying to be dirty. I think it's just because when he's big and tall, like he can't and he's trying to keep that head position. Your yeah, head has to come down. So it's like he has to line it up with your temple to keep that position. Francis was doing a pretty good job, like using the overs to try to like manipulate him. But like Tyson's a big dude. I mean, yeah. I can't remember what they weighed in at, but like. He's not a small man. <laughs> yeah, I think it was like 277 or something. Francis was 272, maybe. Yeah. 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 Something like that. Yeah. It might be 282 for uh, Fury. I'm not sure. Yeah, and... uh, it was, I think it's the heaviest he's weighed in because K Stacks comments on it on the Discord. Uh, 
I was going to say something there, and I've lost my train of thought now. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing. Baystack said that he's actually uh, six foot seven. Uh, that's that's what I was going to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he he yeah. didn't look six nine. He looked a little closer no. to six seven. <laughs> no he looks huge there. compared to Francis, though. I mean, I mean, he did look yeah. a lot bigger. Than... To be fair, I've seen a photograph of Fury next to Tom Aspinall, where he's six foot five, and he's not, he, he didn't look like he was six foot nine against him either. So, nah, interesting. Yeah. Uh, speaking huh. of, uh, actually, no, no, we'll, we'll we'll wait just a moment for that. I think. Uh, anyone else want to take anything further on the boxing? Dave, you got anything? Uh, no, I think I covered pretty much all I want to say. It was a. Uh... You know, oh, uh, did you see when uh, Tyson kind of, like, fell down later in the fight and almost looked like he was going for a double leg? Did he, like, trip over his feet or something <laughs> like that? Or I think that's what it was. Like, he literally tried to charge into it and pretty much, like, I think he uh, got stuffed. <laughs> he wasn't prepared for it. But, no, I mean, like, I think he tried to, like, kind of throw that whole situation in there so he could kind of, like, get away with one, but... You know, Francis being, you know, the beast that he is, he just kind of said, no, nah, not today, son. <laughs> um, does this, uh, I mean, was this what he was looking for just to show that he was competitive? I mean, granted, you'd, you'd want to win naturally, but like, if I'm Francis, I'm walking away. Yeah, that sucked. I wanted to win, but like, this is what I wanted to show to begin with, right? This is a win on all fronts, not so much like, Oh, he got robbed. No, I mean, Warden wants to think that, like, uh, everybody's cheering for, you know, like, the upset. Like, you know, no, we just wanted to – I, me personally, I, I wanted to see him win, just metaphorically speaking, like a moral victory, kind of like what we looked for he, in Nathan he, he certainly got his moral victory. No yeah. one expected him to compete with Tyson Fury, and he did compete with him. Some people will argue that he will, would have won the fight or should have won the fight. I, I don't score boxing matches, so I'm not going to uh, really give any massive opinion on that. I did ask Kay Stacks, our resident boxing expert, uh, and he said that Fury won it because Tyson, uh, sorry, because uh, Francis was too inactive in a couple of rounds and Fury just stole them with, you know, I guess coming forward a little bit more or whatever. Working that jab a little bit. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. Stuff, even though I don't think he landed very many jabs in the fight. No, so for me, I had the first. If you're going to ask me for my scorecard, uh, if in which you're not, but I had the uh, the three at uh, three rounds. It, it was eight, and then three and four. Uh, the knockdown for sure. So made it a little bit more competitive. I gave him three rounds. You can argue if or fourth, I'd have a hard time giving him a whole lot of those. Um, pretty much for you know, a heavy you know punches. He overcommitted on a couple. That left hook that he throws is a little wide, and the straight right or the overhand that he throws from the right side is, you know, he he lands it, but it it seemed to kind of be one of the things that he's kind of like looking for more often than not, and it kind of showed that he was headhunting a little bit. Yeah, you, you can land on Tyson, but not easy. And if you land yeah, on him, I was, sometimes I was it's kind of surprised he didn't go to the body a bit more. Uh, that would have been the ideal way to slow uh, slow Fury down a little bit. A little bit. I think it's because he was more concerned with trying to catch him off balance, which I think that's what led not so much the uh, the fact that he um, he was uh, trying to end the fight. I think with Fury, I think it's because Tyson Fury got overcommitted on a shot and then just kind of like 
you know, has, you know, he's not very strong legged. So I would imagine him kind of being, you know, off balance is not hard for a fighter to kind of catch him on. Right. Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah. So my question I would have is if he had the extra two rounds, if a belt was on the line, does that benefit Francis in this kind of considering what we saw? No, if the belt was on the line, I don't think you would have seen quite the same fury we saw last night. Hmm. I don't think. I think there's. Although I was hoping that Fury had taken it seriously because he said all week long he was taking the fight seriously. Um, maybe he didn't take it as seriously as he should have done, or maybe it was off. I don't really know which one. I I feel like he did take it serious or like somewhat seriously. I think Francis is like a bad stylistic matchup, and he's unlike. Uh, you know, he's not really built like uh, people that Tyson has fought before as far as I'm familiar with. And, no, uh, and Fury does tend to muscle people around quite a lot, quite a lot. He'll lean on people and weigh them down. I don't, th- don't think he was really able to do that with Francis. Yeah. No. Like, he cracked Francis no. pretty solid uh, quite a few times, but, like, Francis's chin is just, like... Yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, he no-sold it. And, oh, that was one thing I was thinking of. You talked about attacking the body. Like, this is complete speculation, but I think part of it might have been... Uh, Francis worried about the counter. Like I saw him go down for like a straight to the body a couple of times, and he landed a good punch, but uh, he almost got cracked with the counter. So yeah. I don't know if that was a concern or not. But uh, oh, yeah, he he exaggerated that hook. So I I imagine trying to play that body game leaves him open because he's not as reactive because he's a little slower than Tyson. Tyson had a quick jab and uh, yeah. you know a couple of quick little you know, counters when uh, Ngannou would throw. Um, if not, he was uh, going to get clinched up right away. So I think that was kind of the concern, like you were saying, Dave. Yeah. Tyson is freakish, freakishly fast for uh, such a big guy. Yeah, he, his hand speed did look good, uh, especially mm-hmm. earlier in the fight. Um, a couple of last points I want to make about this is like, uh, I don't know how to score boxing, uh, but and I didn't really score it round by round, but my takeaway was that... Uh, I thought that the right guy won. I thought that Fury probably pretty clean, cleanly won it with the activity most of the rounds. But I thought, like, that's just my interpretation of boxing rules. I think, like, Francis actually won the fight. Fury won, like, the boxing contest. But, like, the fight overall, like, I think Francis comes away the bigger winner. And, like, pride rules or something like that, he would have won the fight. Um and that makes me think, like, I don't follow the boxing uh, community at all. But I wonder if, like, Tyson Fury, like, is the community, like, clowning him or coming down on him? Like, I wonder if his stock drops a lot after this, or? I don't know. I think the boxing community is shocked, quite frankly. I'm not sure that whether they want to clown t- uh, Tyson or not. Yeah. Well, I think they're more surprised with uh, Ngannou being as good as he was. I think they were looking at it like, why is this happening? This fight doesn't make sense. You should be fighting Usyk right now. Like, this messes with everything that you work for. Like, if he loses, this just destroys all the lineage for heavyweight, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I think boxing hardcores like stacks were more like, why is this even a thing that you can do? Like, why? Why are we? Why are we bothering with this fight? Um, yeah, it was funny. Like, uh, Usyk just eight days ago, he was saying that. Uh, He's still recovering from injury and probably wouldn't be able to fight December 23rd. And now after that, 
Usyk's like demanding that they fight December 23rd. Like, I thought that was kind of interesting. Like, before he couldn't, or he thought he wouldn't be able to. And now after that, he's like, December 23rd, that's what the contract says. We're doing it. Right. I think, yeah. My ballpark here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking it's more like uh, Usyk's like, all right, well, I get to actually see what he looks like. And uh, against uh, a power puncher. That has a little bit of an orth- unorthodox uh, boxing style, considering uh, who he is. Now, I think Usyk and everybody else was just kind of afraid, like, well, fuck, if he loses, what does this mean? <laughs> right? Yeah. But yeah, sure. I, I, I think uh, Tyson dodged a bullet. I think he won the fight. I don't think it was a controversial decision. But, um, well, maybe the actual decision itself was more controversial than anything. But still, Tyson, like, Francis got his moment. Tyson gets by. And uh, I think in the long run, this helps MMA. Because like, it's like, yeah, God forbid somebody actually knows what they're doing in there, actually comes in with a game plan, doesn't just sell out, you know, actually puts forth a good effort to give it an honest try. And this is where we end up. Like, that's, that was the thing I, was, I found about it. So do, do you think it's a factor of weight category, maybe? Because uh, we're talking Connor, obviously, at a low, low weight. But although Connor could crack, you know, you never ne- really expect him to knock someone like Floyd out. But Francis is so dangerous with his size and strength that he can I, get away somewhat with not being quite as good a boxer as Fury. Yeah, plus heavyweights don't really have the cardio and shit. Like, they're not going to be a, you know, a huge threat the entirety of the fight. Like... You know, someone like a Canelo or a Floyd Mayweather shit where they're maintaining their speed and all that shit, like, throughout the whole fight. I mean, possibly. I mean, for me, it's more or less like uh, there was more strings attached to the Mayweather fight than there would be in most fights. And then this fight happened to have more of the... million uh, strings attached to that fight. Didn't he make him weigh in at 154 instead of 155? Yeah, um, yeah. So there was that. I think there was also like uh, I think he couldn't have weighed more than this X amount on the fight day. Um, they changed the boxing gloves. Uh, there was more asterisks on that fight. Plus, it was like it was more of a gim. That fight was more of a gimmick than any. I think. Um, I think also the fact that Floyd carried him more throughout that fight. Not to say that Tyson didn't do the same with uh, Ngannou. This fight was more competitive, I think, is because Minganu came in with more tools. And yes, heavyweight also comes with that whole size matters, you know, kind of logic to it a little bit. Minganu being as big as he is, also being as technical with his uh, clinch game, I think helped him. But I don't think it was the most, like, outright factor fight. I think if that fight goes a little differently with the title, yeah, Tyson's probably going to take it a little bit more seriously, like Danger was saying. But I think for me, I was just more hoping that we got to see a little bit of what we saw, like just the whole like game plan actually coming to fruition. And like the knockdown was something I never expected, although I hoped for it. But that was it. Like Francis got his moment. Francis got actual praise for showing up to the fight and actually performing well. Talking, talking he, to praise. Can you can you imagine if Francis had beaten Fury? Oh God! <laughs> so that, that, no, 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 not for that. For, not for that reason. Eric Nixick would have trained 
Francis to beat Fiore and Sean Strickland to beat Izzy in the same year. How about that oh. for Coach of the Year? <laughs> oh my God! Like you can only, yeah, that's <laughs> God. That's like two near impossible upsets. Yeah, he's right? for Coach of the Year in my opinion. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, one hundred percent. I I don't think there's any other coach that you can put, right? No, no. So anyway, now that we've moved on from uh, boxing, I'll go into the uh, thing I was <laughs> going to talk about beforehand. Uh, I was I was mentioning Tom Aspinall because uh, he'd been training with Fury, of course. Uh, but no, we've had the recent news this week that John Jones has managed to tear his pec and therefore will not be fighting Stipe in the upcoming card. I forget the number off the top of my head. Um, 295. So Thank you. Uh, Stipe is obviously not interested in fighting either anyone else other than John, as uh, as, these, as it's now become known as a legacy fight, which didn't exist before, but no one needs to worry about that. So we end up with um, Pavlovich versus Aspinall uh, coming up to replace them both, which is probably a better fight all in all, uh, although we won't get to see quite the same names involved. So what do you think about that? What's your thoughts on which one of those guys is do you fancy in that fight? Part of me has to favor uh, Tommy Aspinall. Um, I think uh, skill-wise, like across the whole spectrum of MMA, he's one of the most talented heavyweights, maybe the most talented heavyweight as far as well-rounded skill set. I just I don't like that this is on such short notice for him. Like... Uh, Pavlovich was uh, the backup for the fight, so he's been training. Uh, same, same notice as Michael Bisping got for his fight against Rockhold. Two and a half weeks. <laughs> to, the day, to the day, because he talked about to it. To the day? Yeah, right, to the all right, day. All right, all right. You got me. I, I, yeah, I, I don't... Danger has it. I've changed my outlook on this fight. Uh, that's the universe telling you that I... Uh, Tommy Aspinall is going to win, so that's all I got. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I'm like Dave. I, I don't like the short notice of uh, you know nature of it all. I mean, we just had the yeah pound for pound, yeah, with Volkanovski change, and that was for the worse because the first fight was great. The second fight, not so much, just because it was it was it's not it has nothing to do with Islam. You know, it was more like the um, you know, Volk not being prepared, considering the short notice nature of it. I, I hope that's not the case with this fight, but this seems to be the pattern that the UFC just, you know, yeah, cut and paste. Let's just see what else we can put. Is the card itself wasn't too stacked, if, if I'm not mistaken, right? I mean, as far as like us, we'll watch it because we want to see the fights and we want to see what happens. I mean, if you're talking to casuals, this fight doesn't seem to have a whole lot of name value now, as far as like the big names. Which is not any of my concern. I'm still going to watch, but like it's still, it's weird that the UFC for an, an an MSG card only kind of sold this fight as being as big as it was because it only had John Jones and Deep. You know, I, I I feel like we're kind of missing something here, but I guess it's neither here nor there. Considering that they're going to try to salvage it as best as you can now with this fight, ten times more competitive. I. Don't know if Aspinall can handle the power that's going to come at him, but I'm really excited to see with an actual, like, uh, uh, if a game plan that Aspinall can bring, I know he's actually 
pretty well rounded. I think well, he's more uh, rounded. Don't forget that Tom Aspinall has already done trading counts for Pavlovich twice. Pavlovich Does that really help though? That as far as be, it being short notice? I mean, uh, yeah, the, yeah, if he's yeah, trained for him, it's the knowledge is there. The, the maneuvers. He's already game planned. Yeah. For how to like attack him and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. What? I mean, no, no, yeah, no. My, 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 my thing. My... What are you talking about? Possibly. <laughs> no, I mean, because it's it's short notice. You're you're not like in a. You're. It's not second nature to go to Plan B. No, no. no. You're right. I mean, it's still short notice, but I mean, he'll have memories of like what they what specifically kind of things they were training and shit. So. Yeah, of course. Well, would this be? I mean, he beat Blades. Do we take anything from that fight other than Blades choosing to stand when he should have like kept it to the mat? No. I mean, because we didn't really get to see the Blades and Aspinall fight really play out no. to anything. I think that should be more of a no contest, but still. Yeah, you know. so it's hard to make any big comparisons and do MMA yeah. maths because yeah. of that one. Yeah. Token. Yeah, and that was my whole thinking with this. I'm like, well, shit, he hasn't really had to grapple and the only grappling that he ever did was pretty much against over and yeah. there was some story to that where he's coming in shorter notice he was coming off of i think being injured or ill and then having issues after that fight too so i mean that fight also has asterisks on it i think it's very uh, likely yeah. i think it's very likely that tom's plan is going to be in, involved in getting Pavlovich to the ground as quickly as possible if he can. I'm not saying he's not scared. I don't think of uh, doing the man dance with him a little bit, but I don't think he wants to keep <laughs> it standing for too long. Pavlovich is too dangerous on his feet. Agreed. He's got hands of death. So, uh, and with it being short notice as well, I know I know Tom's been training a lot on uh, grappling and wrestling because he always does. Um, so I don't think he'll be out of shape that much. Yeah, I know he's been in the gym again, so. Uh, it's not like he's partying it up between fights these days. <laughs> yeah, still, still it's every though. Day, every day, pretty much, I think, anyway. So, Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, I could see it. Obviously, I'm a Brit, I'm, I'm English, I, I really want Tom to win, but I know it's short notice, that goes against him. Uh, and also, it's just, it's heavyweight for a start, uh, unless you're talking John Jones against Cyril Gann, it's, it's pretty much a coin flip between almost anybody. And, and while I mentioned Cyril Gann, haha, you idiot, I fucking told you uh, <laughs> about a month ago in Out for Blood that you couldn't just sit back and rely on your number one spot uh, as a next contender. What's happened? Are you, have you been rung up? I mean, maybe he was rung up and turned the fight down, but I haven't heard any... Uh, anything of him turning it down so you can sit on the sideline while the interim championship is decided and then you can fight one of the whichever one of those guys wins it so yeah well uh -huh. he might have okay. to he, <laughs> he might actually have to fight somebody beforehand too because those yeah, guys that, won't be available that after that fight if that happens. yeah make him fight blades or uh i don't know anybody volkov volkov's yeah, coming volkov, off of four wins in a row now so i think four wins in a row uh but yeah, Volkov just finished Ty. I mean, he's his only other win was oh, yeah, against Ty after losing to um, John and then... Oh, I'm sorry. Francis. Francis, yes. And then um, now facing uh, Sergei Pavlovich? No, uh, what was the other one that he... There was another Sergei that he faced. Spivak. Spivak. Spivak, okay. thank you, yes. Yeah. yeah. He faced that Spivak, and that Spivak, I think, actually gave him... I I don't know what it was, but that fight basically made me second guess my my uh, 
my opinion of Gon, just because he kind of showed up. We didn't really learn anything new from that fight. He just stuffed one big takedown, and that was it. Yeah, um, Spivak did not perform very well at all. No, and then on top of it, like he was a little bit more sloppier in that fight. He seemed to kind of just want to get it over with and done. And um, at, whereas it's the opposite with Volkov. Volkov kind of showed up with a new, you know, talent or a new tool in the box and showed us that, okay, well, I am trying to adapt and learn. I am here to stay. And this division, it needs the names. And both of these guys are names. And now that we have lost, possibly, Stipe and John for the foreseeable future, like, we have no idea what's going to happen with that. I mean, if I'm going to ask you guys, does Stipe fight again? What, what, what would be your answer? Yeah, think... he fights again. He'll, he'll fight Jones. But... Yeah, exactly. That's what I, I mean... think. Probably fight Jones in eight months or nine, eight, nine months. I don't see him not wanting that last fight. So, that being said, this is going to be for the interim title, right? If this will be, yeah. the, If the interim title is defended before either man comes back, should John just be stripped? Considering that Gone was the title fight, right? No, no, no. I, because I, I think it's an interesting conversation. Because the only His reason why this fight... fight after, like, if he wins, what happens after? Like, do they strip John after he wins? If he wins, like, if John doesn't fight? No, I think it's it insane. If, if let's say I'll pick Pavlovich. Say Pavlovich wins. Uh, Gan gets to come in in four months' time. Gan fights Pavlovich for the interim title. Pavlovich flattens Gan, which we know he would. Um, and then John and Stipe come back and they're like, we want to fight. But do, in, should the title actually go to Pavlovich, the real title go to Pavlovich after he's beaten Gan? You know, if he's, as Austin said, if he defends. Yeah, because, like, if, yeah, that basically, yeah, because it turns into a. A Dominic Cruz situation, right? Where Dominic Cruz is out because of injury, but he ends up having Hedden Burrell take the title as an interim champion and defends the title, right? The same thing happened with Whitaker, where Bisbing was injured or choosing not to fight, you know, because of trying to fight GSP at the time. Whitaker becomes the interim champion. Then eventually, after whatever the hell happens with GSP and Bisbing, eventually he becomes the champion by virtue of being the only non-champion, I guess, that didn't fight for the belt, but I guess is the only one that has a belt, so they just give him the belt. Essentially, no, because that, that's like, John's out for at least eight months. That's a, that's a fact. Stipe yeah. is 42, 43. John's yeah. not planning to fight anybody else after. So my thinking is, and I hated that fight to begin with because... It meant nothing to the division other than just a namesake fight, and it didn't even need a belt on the. Matter it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen because yeah. Dana loves, loves John Jones. He, re, you know, he always re refers to him as the GO. You know, the greatest fighter of all time. So John Jones will be heavyweight champion. He will fight Stipe in that legacy fight because it will earn. You know, uh, pay per view numbers will be uh, spinning in uh, Dana's eyes. So that's really and yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just too in the uh, in the bubble on this one, just because like I, I don't look at that fight as meaning anything. Francis Ngannou walked away beating Stipe, right? Then nothing happened after that. The, the title basically went to John, essentially by virtue of the UFC not wanting to d 
do anything in, with in the terms title. of in terms of the division it doesn't mean anything but in terms of numbers pay-per-view numbers and as that term has been used as a legacy fight it's a great fight that a lot of mma fans would like to see as we just said the amount of people interested in pavlovich and aspinall is much less than we're interested in jones versus uh Miocic. just That's the way fair. the mma yeah. world works so yeah okay. no nah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm too i'm too close to that one so it makes sense yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know i think this i think this fight's actually good for the division like um I'm glad that the heavyweight fight kind of fell out because, you know, I they're probably both going to retire after Jones would have fought Stipe. Yeah. And so then we'd be doing this fight further on from now even. So doing it now actually moves the division on. So if John and Stipe fight and they both retire, then who's ever holding the belt at that time just becomes the actual champion. Um, yeah. One, one thing I want to point out is it is... We'll have to say it's pretty goddamn impressive that Tom Aspinall is even here in the first place. Like, what a turn of events. Like, he was matched up against Curtis Blades in July uh, 2022. And we're all like, well, a lot of us were like, what the fuck are they doing with this matchmaking? They're killing off a prospect, potentially. And then he got injured. It was worst case scenario, and he lost. We're like, oh, it's going to take him forever to get back to the title, like years. And then he comes back and he smashes Marcin Tabura. And just through a crazy circumstance of uh, events, he's now fighting for the interim title, which I think will become the actual title after Stipe Jones happens. If it ever happens, they'll both be gone and they'll just do it. So I almost consider this like for the real belt. And uh, I'm he's so lucky and what a fortunate turn of events. Like, you know, a year and a half, less than a year and a half ago, we thought it was like it was going to be years before he'd have a title shot. After, after I didn't think it was be years before he had his title shot, but I didn't think he'd get one quite this quickly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, that's, was, yeah, that's what I had. A year with his uh, knee. Was it a torn ACL? I can't remember. Yeah, it was a torn ACL yeah. at home. Uh, like I think what a year and a half ago now. No, yep. no. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably um, getting close to a year and a half now. Yeah. Like I thought he needs to like need at least two wins before he got to a title shot. Like after the blades lost, but uh shit worked out. And uh I'm rooting for him. I, I think he can get it done. I actually think Danger was saying that, you know, Aspinall might go for the takedown and want to get it there. I yeah, think I he might actually have the school the skills to use his footwork and range and kind of jab him up and shit, but you know, he probably will take it to the ground. But if it does stay standing, I don't necessarily be in a huge problem for Tom. I got a lot of faith in his hands. Yeah, he's got a good chin as well, to be fair. Although, yeah. Against, against Pavlovich, anyone's chin is suspect, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no hesitation from Tom either. I've heard um, one of the UFB, UFC officials rang him up at like, five o'clock in the morning or something. And he was looking at the number and thinking, this guy, you know, this number doesn't ring me very often, almost ever. Uh, and then answered it, and the guy was like, "Are you fit? Are you ready to fight?" And Tom was, "Yeah, I guess so." Uh, and then the phone, "Okay, I'll be in touch tomorrow." And the following day, rang him again, five o'clock in the morning. Woke Tom up again, uh, and said, "Yeah, do you want to fight Pavlovich?" And Tom was like, "Yep, get me in there," which is what I said. Like I said in the Out for Blood uh, segment we did, uh, Tom was up for fighting anybody. Gan isn't, so you know, Tom gets through. 
Wasn't it? I do remember, like, it seemed like only a few years ago, Tom was, like, saying that he wanted to take a slow build to the, yeah, you know, did, yeah. way the metal shot, and, you know, it just ended up, I mean, it hasn't been the fastest, but it seems it's been somewhat quick, even with the injury, and... Uh, well, he has got the fastest, uh, shortest fight time in the UFC. Uh, yeah, that's the, true. The guy with the second shortest uh, fight time is Pavlovich, so we know we're not going to have a long heavyweight championship, I don't think. That's a good quiz question. Yeah. So my whole thing is is that the, it it would have been better had Cipe fought somebody and probably faced Gon just to kind of get through this um, monotony that we have with this division. And then on top of it, if you had like um, John face, I don't know, Pavlovich, just so this division moves through, because that's like my whole thing is is like, what's the point of having contenders if you're just going to have them fight each other and the champion and names only fight each other? Yeah, like, but John, not... John's, made it, John's made it quite clear he's not interested in fighting the up-and-comers. Yeah. I, can, I, can, I can respect that. You know, he's at 29-1 record, with that, which the loss that isn't really a loss, or whatever his num- actual numbers are. Uh, he yeah. Need to. Sooner or later, if he keeps fighting, he knows he will lose. He's enough of a realist for that. Uh, so, yeah, take his one more fight, sail off into the sunset as the GOAT. If that uh, he'll still sail off into sunset as the goat in all likelihood. And uh, there's like some, people, some people coming up that can possibly overtake him, but uh, I think you were on about talking about uh, who was the got some goat conversation, weren't you, Austin? <laughs> That's a great transition. Uh, yes. Um, John's not going to be the heavy goat, in my opinion, this year, even if he gets another win. But as far as like the current pound for pound status, but I think that belongs okay. to Islam Makachev. Yeah. We're, we're talking pound, pound for pound rather than go. Okay, yeah. Okay, yep, that's fair. <laughs> just just um, wanted to check. That was all. Yeah, good, good. Uh, you know, John's not the pound for pound right now, just because of the one win over Gone that was suspect to begin with. So, my whole thing was, if we're looking at the pound for pound, if Steve A shows up and gives a good, you know, show of himself in the fight, and I think he probably would have. I think we're looking at, you know, John becoming the pound for pound again, just because inactivity doesn't mean that you're better. It just means that you haven't faced anybody. Whereas Islam has proven that he's faced the best pound for pound fighter lower in the, you know, from 55 down and beat him twice and finished him the second time. Granted, that fight was on short notice. Um, I don't think you can take that away from Islam. And I, I'm pretty sure, like, going forward, if Islam was to defend again, he probably remains the pound for pound, considering John's out now. So it'd be nice to see another fighter try to get in there for pound for pound. Although I know I wouldn't know who to give it to because I don't think there's a champion that has an actual reign underneath them other than maybe... Leon uh, Edwards? What about Leon? If he beats Colby, maybe. But even then... Like you'd have to actually beat him fundamentally, like or thoroughly, because if we're looking at that fight, there's no way we're looking at, um, you know, if Leon is competitive, I think that actually hurts him. I'm sorry, uh, Colby's actually competitive. I think that hurts uh, Leon because he hasn't fought in almost two years now. <laughs> <laughs> well, just just going on the fact, you know, because uh, Kamaru was rated, I think, as pretty much the pound for pound at the time he lost to Leon. And of course, Leon beat him again. So that surely has to put him fairly high in the rankings. 
I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not taking saying he overtakes uh, Islam by by any means. I put him at two. Behind it, like depending on how the fight goes, I'd probably put him at two. Behind, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean both did get finished. I might go John or Islam Jones Volk in that order. Yeah. Huh. It's just pretty fair, I would say. In fact, I might go that order if we uh, do the rankings. Pound for pound. <laughs> Don't text <laughs> okay. I see what you did there. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> we'll have a discussion about that soon. Yeah. Band's topic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I, I mean, just, just I don't think Sorry, I was just okay. going to take it a step further and say, hey, take it from pound for pound to into the goat territory. Um, if Islam takes another, you know, moves up to one seventy and beats whoever Colby Leon, whoever that Shavkat, or the hell, whoever the hell it is, I think it's going to be tough to not rate Islam as the goat. To be honest, with weights in two divisions, only one. I mean, he has the one loss, but that stupid knockout loss. But since then, he hasn't put a step wrong. No, nah, and I don't think that hurts him too bad. I don't think that hurts him too bad too. Like if he gets another belt in an, in another division, that helps. I don't think it's necessary. It, but if he's not going to defend as three or four title defenses, yeah, he's going to need another belt, and he needs to defend that belt too. And I think he's capable of it. He's certainly on the bigger side of lightweight. I mean, hell, that, and we already know he cuts a lot of weight, so. Yeah, one one night five-ish, I think he weighs walking around. Yeah, so he'd be a healthy welterweight. I mean, he's taller than Bilal, and Bilal's a lifetime welterweight. <laughs> I, I'd be, I'd be curious to see how he does at that at welterweight, though. Uh, yeah, yeah, it would be interesting. I was, I did see something earlier on today about him. I didn't realize he'd started off in like a taekwondo school, uh, school in Dagestan before he moved into wrestling. That's what he did first. So that that explains why he's so bloody lethal with his kicks, I guess. Oh no, yeah, you could tell. You could tell he always worked on like striking. As oh, his his, his striking is far in, uh, you know, it's far better than Khabib ever had, or at least that Khabib ever showed. Uh, so oh yeah, I think, I think Islam becoming the greatest lightweight of all time is is very much on the cards with two or three more defenses, even though. Oh, oh, I don't one. even think that's a question. I think he, if he actually defends it, he is the best lightweight of all time hands down. I mean, granted, it's weird that it has to be against a featherweight, but that featherweight probably beats 90% of the lightweights that he fights. <laughs> right? Yeah, Volk was beast. No doubt. Oh, okay. Uh, shall we do our little bit on the... As it's Halloween, we talked about doing a Frankenfighter. So, you know, your fighter, you can pick whichever parts of any modern or well, any MMA fighter, I guess, uh, and piece together your ultimate body and we can start from either the legs up or the head down uh, and go through if people fancy having a go at that yes yeah <laughs> okay you go, so, you... go on then austin pick a leg or both legs whichever way you want to do it all right let's see hmm. um so let's see we're gonna go from the top down at least well no no you know what let's let's go let's go legs i i got legs and i'm going to use anderson silva's 
right leg because that's the leg that he kicked Vitor Belfort with okay. in the face. And the left leg uh, is going to be Jose Aldo. Okay. It's going to be Jose Aldo's left leg because that was the le- I think that was the leg that he used more often than not when he would throw kicks. Um, I could be mistaking it for Edson, but I, then again, I know both of them are kickers in general. So, um, I will jump in then. I will go left. Yeah. Leg. I will go left leg. Mirko Krokop because that's the one that sent you to the morgue, not the hospital. How did I not pick that? <laughs> I don't know. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> And right leg, I will go for Justin Gaethje because he smashed some ch- uh, some thighs with so so some cars with that leg. So yeah, those are my two legs. Dave, that's you ready? That's, yeah, that's yeah. I'm I'm going with both of my legs from the same fighter because okay. I don't want him to be like fighting at some weird angle. <laughs> like that just seems like impractical. So I'm going with uh, Jonathan <laughs> Martinez legs. They're like. If I'd, have done, if I'd have done that, Dave, I'd have just picked Crocop for both legs. So. Yeah. Jonathan Martinez legs all day. I was going to go with Edson, but I think uh, Martinez kicks harder pound for pound with the leg kicks. In, uh... Yeah, Ed- Edson had to be a, a run-in. Yeah. So shall we go on to the body, the torso? Mm-hmm. Uh, go on, Dave, we'll let you go first on this one. For the torso, I will go with Sean Woodson. It's very compact. And normally, like, smaller torso people can handle, like, higher Gs, and it presents a smaller target. So uh, I don't I don't want a big torso. Small torso is possible. Sean Woodson. I don't think his torso is that small. Oh, it's small. I'm going to have to check now anyway, sir. Let's see. You know, I got one. All right. Mark Hunt. <laughs> Mark Hunt. Have you seen that man ever get hurt to the body? I don't think you have. <laughs> it's a very good choice. <laughs> I already yeah. got skinny, powerful legs. I probably should have just taken Mark Hunt's legs, but you know what? I just I needed I needed a solid uh, base as far as uh, impenetrable uh, meat and uh, defense. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna take uh, Mark. Hunt torso <laughs> okay, okay. i'm just looking at sean woodson maybe i've got the wrong one but it doesn't look very uh, impressive as a torso for me it's tiny i think that's what okay so torso. i had two choices i've got the funny choice and i've got the godlike choice so the godlike choice would obviously be yol romero um just for that sculpted look uh but <laughs> Uh, like Austin, I, I kind of like my comedy choice slightly better because I went for Roy Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. That's very fair. <laughs> I don't think Roy ever got hurt to the body either, to be fair. I <laughs> don't think so. No, not very often. No, nah, it hides cardio. It hides your cardio, too. <laughs> I love Roy Nelson. It was so fun. Yeah, that mullet was legendary. And is it is it is it me to go first on the arms? Yeah. Yeah. Okie dokie then. I will go for the left arm. I want Alex Pereira for that left hook. <laughs> you oh, you know you, you you know you wanted it. If you if you didn't know you wanted it, you know now you wanted it. Uh, mm-hmm. And for the right for the right arm, I'm going to go for the guy we just seen this weekend. I will go for Francis Ngannou. 
Uh, not for any particular <laughs> punch, just because it's Franz's and he hits like a like a small SUV or whatever the hell he's supposed to hit like. <laughs> That's so true. Yep. So, I guess it's... God. I guess yeah, it's, it's awesome. my turn. Yeah, yeah. Away we go. I got... Uh, his... Uh, is it... Is it his left hand from Usman? That was his jab hand? Yeah. Okay, so. I'll take that. Take that. And then um the right hand I was gonna use um I was gonna use Justin Gaethje's hand, but I'm just gonna switch it for Dan Henderson's right hand, the H bomb. Good choice. Yes. <laughs> Michael Bisping does not like you anymore. No, yeah. no, I, I I understand. But it's uh you know, to be fair, he did kind of screw up the middleweight division, so no. <laughs> Well, for me, for uh, left arm, I'll be going with uh, Connor's left. And uh, for the right arm, I'll be going with uh, Anthony Johnson, his right arm. Oh, how dare you. Good mm-hmm. And that just leaves us with the head, I guess. So it, who was it to go first? I think it's Dave to go first. You lucky boy. Uh, for the head, I will probably go with uh, Max Holloway. Just because she's got the um, yeah, iron chin, most significant strikes absorbed, no knockdowns, uh, decent fight IQ, hard to go wrong. 100%. On my list as well, but you've stolen it earlier. So. Sorry, dude. Uh, no worries. I've got three for this one. This one's easy. Uh, Austin, away you go. I'll go last on it. Uh, I'm going to probably go with, uh, Francis Ngannou's head. <laughs> yeah. That dude takes a punch. Doesn't he's, I don't think he's ever been hurt on the feet as much as he's just been overwhelmed with grappling and small punches from Stipe. But even then, I don't think I've ever seen him physically like wobbled on the feet. And I guess that leaves me to go last then. Cause I, I had both those choices that you both had. Uh, but my first choice <laughs> actually was Marvin Vittori. Cause oh. I Head made out of concrete. Mm-hmm. That's, that's pretty that's good. good choice. We might have to get to uh, get photoshopping and get these uh, get these fighters uh, made up and posted in the for- in the Discord or something. Yeah, now yeah. we actually have them. <laughs> Fully, mm-hmm. we had an editor that could do that. <laughs> I already made one. You did. I remember seeing it, and it was an abomination. Yeah. <laughs> it had Artem Lobov arms. Yes. Who is it? You someone put Molly Meatball's uh, uh, arms in, and they were shorter than they usually were. <laughs> I did uh, that, that was with Artem's big... arms. I, they were yeah. like... Little T-Rex, T-Rex. arms. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's Max as well, to be fair, isn't it? No, yeah. I, that's a, that's an ongoing joke. His arms aren't that short. I think they just kept shortening them in the actual stats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was like I think weird. Crunches them when they measure reach. <laughs> uh, speaking of, speaking of Max, because uh, I guess we're finished with the uh, Franken fighter. Um, what do you think of Max calling out Justin Gaethje for the BMF belt? I don't uh, like do it because <laughs> no, I don't, I don't. I don't want to see that fight. I, I mean, I do want to see that fight, but at the same yeah. time, I don't want to see that fight. Because uh, I, I like Gaethje and I like Max. 
and I, I was really pleased to hear get Justin Gaethje going. I don't want to fight Max. I don't want to hit him. I like him. Uh, so. I think it only makes sense if he, if Max goes up, right, and stays as a lightweight. Otherwise, what's the point? Like, I, he's not like out of the title picture now because Volk just literally lost at lightweight, and if Volk loses again, that opens up the title picture for Max. He's younger. Oh, yeah, for sure. If uh, whether Volk wins or loses in his next uh, title fight. He, he, he's, we know he's hit the magical number 35. We know he's not going to be around for more than, what, a one year, two year? Unless he's just tanking his career, uh, doing a kind of a Tony Ferguson, just carrying on way, way, way too long, which yeah. won't matter anyway, anyway. But no, I, I don't think Walt will, to be fair. I hope he won't, anyway. I hate it when fighters do that. Yeah. Yeah. I. I don't know. Looking at Volk, he's probably going to be around for at least two more years. At a bare minimum, two more. Uh, he's he's still holding a belt, and unlike Woodley, I don't see him getting you know finished every single fight that he has after that, right? Because I think Colby, fin- Colby finished Woodley after Usman finished Woodley, and then Jer- Usman uh, uh, decision Woodley. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, thank you. Uh, but he uh he it was a one sided fight like from from the get go right and yeah then on top of it like uh, Gilbert Burns beat him handedly uh did not finish him either but still it just like it, Luke says it and I think other people have said it when the fighter no longer can like trigger finger or like like throw yeah like that that mental gap exists now between throwing a punch or a strike, and thinking about it. I don't think that is the case with Volk. I think what we're seeing with Volk, it's more of a... Um, he's, well, that, that, he, that was actually what Volk said it was. He said he was trying to get get his arms going, and he just couldn't against uh, Islam. So. Yeah. Well, I think that's also like him trying to trying not to overthink it. You know? I don't think that was the case. That's, the only, that's never been an issue for him, and him coming off the couch kind of makes sense. Like, he wasn't mentally ready for the fight he wasn't physically prepared hadn't gone through a camp like get yourself worked into an actual like secondhand motion or you know habits that are good for the fight he hasn't had any of that pretty much he was coming off the couch right so yeah he wanted but he said he wanted to get off the couch he couldn't he was going mad laying on the couch kind of thing i just having a new baby in the house wasn't exactly helping his sleep schedule but uh... no but still like he I don't think he was. I don't think he's going to have a dramatic drop off. I think he's just going to have. Okay, he's going to have close competitive, more competitive fights. I guess. I think we'll that's find out, the case. Find out against Tipuria, won't we? I guess. Well, yeah, that's also a tough matchup for. Him, so <laughs> another guy, another guy who likes throwing kicks, but fortunately isn't as tall as Islam Makachev. No, no. He seems to kind of struggle between doing wrestling and like uh, fighting, like a decent transition between one or the other. Like at least as far as like how he fights. Looking at him, I think he's like that kind of guy that if I'm gonna box, I'm gonna box. If I'm gonna kickbox, I'll kickbox. But if I'm gonna wrestle, I'm gonna stay wrestling unless I slam you to the mat and I know I have you hurt. Like he's he seems to be one dimensional when he's doing the one, which is fine. I mean, if you could get away with it, I don't think you can get away with that with Volk. But still, interesting matchup. Yeah, do you think it'll go ahead as planned? Or do you think 
we're gonna end up waiting longer. Uh, I hope not. I think they. I hope they delay it. But then that means that 40, 40 they're not. Or something wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Six if not, if not, then they're gonna push Max to take that spot. And then again, we end up we end up in an interim situation. We end up in the gatekeeper zone again. Yep. Max steals another one of Volk's uh, opponents. I tell you what, if Max beats Ilya, I'm not gonna like hate him getting another title shot, even though it's terrible. You you can't. If, yeah. if you can't if you can't get past Max, then you don't deserve a shot at Volk. Arguably speaking. Yeah. I don't know about that one, just because it's like if if Max isn't the champion, it's because of Volk, and Volk is is not in the division. It's because he's challenging somebody else because Max is beating the rest of his competition. Like the idea is to allow the division to kind of have healthy contenders. If they're getting beaten before they even get a chance to fight him, considering that Max has already lost three times to Volk, that kind of hinders the division. But if Max beats Ilya, then there's no other contenders, really. That's that's what I'm saying, yeah. Like, you're killing off the division, pretty much, and there's not another healthy contender that's ready. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Max versus Ilya is going to happen, though. Max is, like, talking about calling out lightweights. And also, I don't I don't think the Gaethje fight will happen. Like, even if Gaethje doesn't want it. Like, also, like, I don't think he's... He's really close to a title shot, I think. Yeah, like, he Gaethje. might just get one. Yeah, Gaethje said his next fight is going to be Islam Makachev. He's not going to fight anyone else until then. Yeah. And he deserves That's it. That's kind of smart, given his position. Like, Yeah. I wouldn't Islam's take the risk either. Him, but... Gaethje's had an amazing re- year, so... Uh, yeah. yeah. He deserves to sit back, wait, get a title mm-hmm. shot. I, I don't necessarily think he'll win the uh, title, but uh, he deserves another crack at it, for sure. And I, I hope he does. Yeah, I'll be really happy if uh, Gechi somehow manages to claim the lightweight belt. I know some other people on the Discord won't be, but <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm what big... are you going to do? Like, what, 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 what are they supposed to do? Uh, uh, new warden. Yeah. <laughs> I that so that whole thing is weird because like now. Because, like, in, in a dream scenario, I think we've we've just pushed through the division, right? Gaethje gets the next shot. Um, ideally, Charles doesn't kill off another contender, but if they have to, it might as well be Gamrot. Then, once we figure out whether or not Connor's actually coming back uh, to fight at this oh. weight class, like, I've been saying I it since I've been saying it since COVID. Uh, since the early days of COVID, Connor is not fighting at 155 pounds ever again. That's right. Our bet is still on, Dave. <laughs> it's just never happening. Yeah. Yeah, I might be screwed on that Connor bet. Well, I mean, you chose it. You were very adamant about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> oh, is, it, is, that, is that the one that matures in January? Yep. Yeah. Like if it if uh if Connor does not fight in December, I win. Yep. <laughs> Congratulations, Austin. I know, yes. It's uh, such a such a easy victory for me. <laughs> you saw the assured victory there. 
Oh, yes. I, I, at least I hope so. I mean, the UFC has done some fuckery things as of late, so who knows? <laughs> well, they, they, they don't leave uh, USADA's company until January, do they? So, No, yeah, that could be interesting. <laughs> Pretty safe there, I guess. I, I, ideally, yeah. But even then, I think, yeah, I mean, watch. There would be some weird circumstance that they, that they can, but at the same time, there's a part there's a part of me that looks at it and I'm like, why not just have Connor go up, face uh, RDA at welterweight? Why not? No, sorry, why not? Let him fight Liam. Uh, sorry, Leon. Get Liam. From. Let nah, Liam. like get him, let him get a win first, right? Let him get a win, and then we can well, then we can debate whether or not he's actually gonna like if he's worthy of a title fight. Because at the same time, it would be nice if he was. I just I. If he oh, had I, just, I, I just want to see Leon kick the shit out of him. That's all. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I would. I would imagine that Leon, Leon test that uh, test that titanium shin bone. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> God, that'd be insane too, to watch. Uh, the height discrepancy is a little much there too. Uh, <laughs> I don't think Connor has Connor faced another tall like competitor. Uh, like another a guy that Diaz is kind of tall. I mean, Pretty. other than like that works kicks and stuff like that. Oh, I guess cowboy. I guess cowboy. Oh, but, that's true. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, cowboy didn't throw many uh, kicks that fight. Gaethje nah, keeps coming up as a possible kind of kind of fight, but Gaethje's not interested really either. Not also now. Yeah. yeah, not now when he's got the title fight. Yeah. I mean, I would be too. Like, no, at this point, he's asking. He has stuff that that I don't need, and he pretty much needs me, right? Yeah, yeah. Because Conor was after the BMF belt, wasn't it? That was yeah. Or at least have a belt. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was the whole thing. It's like he doesn't have a belt. He needs something to kind of give him some kind of a leeway to negotiate for you know spots or like have people interested in him in again. So. Yeah, the belt is pretty much the only thing that he can have. So, I'm if I'm Gaethje, I'm saying no, not today, sir. <laughs> not sure. today. Yeah, not today. <laughs> not on this day. <laughs> yes, agreed. Yeah, not today. <laughs> not on this- Do we want to to say anything on next week's uh, card? Almeida versus Lewis? Go Almeida. The guy who was doing the thing John Jones should have been doing to begin with. (laughs) Just say, screw it. Just go. Literally just show up. Like he's just a light heavyweight who's not cutting weight. (laughs) Mm. Oh, the Bamfian brothers are fighting. Oh, they're both fighting. I can see Gabriel. The unbeaten one. Go and see the other one out. Oh, yeah. He has so, unbeaten yeah. ones to call me. I can't remember much about his last fight, but I know it was impressive. Oh, Angela Hill's fighting. Good God. Mark Diakessi is opening up the card. That's interesting. Wow. I think he kind of went back to striking a little bit in his last fight. Yeah, he did, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, he's yeah. kind of dropped, dropped the wrestling a little bit. Yeah, was it so that against Michael Johnson? Mm. Yeah, he, Michael Johnson was his last fight, was it not? Joel Alvarez. Oh, jo- no. Was it? Oh, he lost in that fight. Yeah. 
Uh, Michael Johnson. Yeah. Lost. Yeah, yeah, so, like, I, that's because he was, like, mixing the clinching and not throwing nearly as much. Like, he had tried to kind of waver off doing the the wrestling thing. Yeah. But he wasn't, like, as committed as he should have been. Do you remember when he first joined the UFC and he was doing all that spinning shit? Yep. And then yeah. he fought Spaziev, and Spaziev basically made him stop doing it. <laughs> that was Spaziev that made him stop doing it? Yeah, because he got him. He kind he kind of got outclassed as far as being a decent striker. Yeah, and hmm. um, Fazeev kind of like put him like not to shame, but like kind of showed that he was the better striker. And he was he had, he had basically started doing more wrestling after that. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't make sense, right? Yeah, I think uh, one thing about the uh, fight next weekend, I think it's a winnable fight for Derek Lewis. I'm not sold on John Almeida. I'm not sure if he'll be able to do his thing to Derek Lewis. So, we'll see. Well, Derek Derek Lewis is also the guy who's like um, the professional like uh, sleeper mm-hmm. who fights. But at the same time, he's also a guy who's not going to go out of his way to like win if he's losing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's gonna he's gonna do the thing where I'm gonna throw the haymaker and either it works or it doesn't, and then that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's dangerous for the full 25 minutes. Oh, yeah. But looking at that, uh, Jailton with 6.4 takedowns per 15 minutes. I suspect Derek is going to spend some time on the floor. And he, 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 uh, don't get me wrong, I know, I know Derek can just stand up with the uh, 240 pounds on his back, but how many times can he stand up with 240 pounds on his back is the question. Uh, well, oh, it should be a welterweight. Who did? Who? Joel Almeida. Yeah? Yeah. Jesus. Oh, he kind of grew up, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. That's the thing, too. It's like they started at a younger age. So him kind of like becoming, uh, almost doing the Anthony Johnson, or Anthony Johnson, is it Anthony Johnson? Yeah. Anthony Johnson started yeah. as a walkway. Yeah. My whole thing is, it's like, this is what John Jones should have been doing. Yeah. Screw it. Fight the lower level guys at heavyweight, get a couple of wins so that way it gives you a reason to kind of build up your body naturally. So that way you're not like you're still taking fights, you're still, you know, progressing as a fighter, but you're not risking a whole lot. Like you're still considered like a light heavyweight doing the heavyweight thing. I mean, hell, Steep A weighed in at 130, 137, or I'm sorry, 237, I think the last time he fought in Ghana. Yeah, you were. USC doesn't give warm-up fights, though. They were not going to give no. John an, an, an easy fight. They're I don't think it necessarily easy. mattered at that time. I mean, Aspinall wasn't a, wasn't there yeah, at true. the time. Yeah, he's talking three, three, four years ago, yeah. Yeah, because it was still Stipe, right? Stipe in D.C. <laughs> yeah, well, sure. Here's one thing that might be interesting is Joe, Almeida might have, like, two-round cardio, and that's it. Like, I was looking at his record. And he's only been out of the second round once, and he lost that fight. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what happened? Was it just, a knockout? No, no, he lost by decision. But he's only been in one fight, then went to the third round, and he lost it. Interesting. And again, I guess there's a reason why he's only only been in one fight that's gone through to three rounds because he finishes them before then. I guess. Yeah. That's true, yeah. Well, he's got one thing, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna do the one thing because the one thing works. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, if he's really wrestle heavy, I'm not sure how well that's going to hold up after the first couple of rounds. I mean, if he can get away with it, I think he can. He's athletic enough to do it. The problem is, is whether or not Derek Lewis is uh, willing to play ball with his game plan. And I usually think that Derek Lewis is fairly good at ruining prospects to begin with. Depends. Right. Also, he's like a former, like he was a light heavyweight not that long ago. So like you were saying, you know, he's just like a light heavyweight. Uh, yeah. But like, you think he'll be able to get Lewis down? Like, not that oh, yeah, he no, had success get getting him down and keeping him there. He's got sixty-eight. He's got sixty-eight percent takedown accuracy. Uh, and... Yeah, but he's fighting like just uh, dudes, I think. Oh no, yeah, but that's heavy. They all yeah. can get taken down. Yeah. They're all big. They're not the most athletic. Derek Lewis is probably the cusp of that athleticism. But mm -hmm. uh, even then, it's like. Um, he gets the first takedown on Derek Lewis. Okay, yeah, this is going to be an interesting fight. If he can't get that takedown, okay, that just says everything. What if Derek Lewis shows up with abs again? I don't think that's going to matter. Like, it's you literally... You don't think that's going to matter? No, because, like, Derek Lewis is either going to do the thing where he jumps at you from, like, nine feet away. <laughs> yeah, like a jumping switch kick or some shit. Jumping switch kick, flying knee, Superman punch, what, you name it, Derek Lewis could probably do it. If he doesn't do that, Derek Lewis being kind of like, eh, I'm just going to wait, see, see what happens. Like what happened yeah. with Gone, like try, but then the minute you kind of start losing, you're like, eh, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> well, he is good at catching people coming in for the takedowns. Like, I mean, he caught uh, Blades coming in with the uppercut. No, yeah, but Blades kind of tell a, tell a, um, what's it Telegraph? called? Yeah, telegraph that from like five feet out. <laughs> yeah. Like, if he didn't hit him with something or stop the takedown, like, that was going to be questionable. But we'll see. That's all I got on that. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Good times. Is that Abbas mm -hmm. Magomedov that's fighting on that card as well? Possibly. I think a bus was supposed to be. I keep saying a bus because I'm not going to say a bus. <laughs> I'm just going to say the bus is uh, supposed to be fighting. The bus. <laughs> oh, from Hell Shell's fighting. Matt Schnell? No, uh, from Hell Shell. Vince Pichel. Oh, Vince Pichel. Yeah. No, that guy's like a. That dude's kind of like a diehard old school kind of fighter. Like, he doesn't really have much skills, but he has that basic, I'm going to box and then wrestle you. And I'm a yeah. decent, he's a decent-sized lightweight to begin, uh, to begin with. Oh, he's fighting the uh, lesser Bonfim brother. Oh, he's going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to call that one. I think that's a, that's a, that's a I'm going to say that. <laughs> yeah. I think that dude only fights once a year as well, uh, Vince Mitchell. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's, he's going to lose. <laughs> he only fights on Thanksgiving, or uh, Halloween. Time. Gotta get that Christmas money somehow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's it from your terrible trio at Just Bleed Radio. We wish you a happy Halloween and we'll see you in next week's uh, show. Good night from all Bye. of us. <laughs> that's really <laughs> <laughs> That was beautiful. Good <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Mariah Carey, Baghdad, 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 Baghd